L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hi, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, digital and content marketing guy. I'm Alex Schulte, creative director dude. And I'm Craig Johnson, maker of graphics. And we're the LAS Marketing Team. And this is Friends with Marketing Benefits, Eastern Iowa's newest podcast filled with laughter, stories, and insight from a rotating cast of marketing professionals. Every Tuesday, join us as we break down modern marketing practices into something that you can use right now to better market your business, nonprofit, band, or even that dresser you've been trying to sell on Facebook marketplace there'll be new episodes every tuesday on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts friends with marketing benefits is produced and distributed by the las podcast network in cedar rapids iowa for more visit laspodcastnetwork.com if you feel like it l-a-s Hello and welcome to A Load of BS, the podcast where we talk about all things brand strategy. My name is James. In the studio with me is Sarah. Hey, hey. Sarah, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm a little jacked on soda right now. Good. That's how we like you. (laughs) That's how we like you. Welcome to the podcast. We are part of the LAS Podcast Network, by the way, if you haven't heard of that. It is a network of podcasts here in the Iowa Corridor area. Uh, You can check out a list of awesome podcasts at LASPodcastNetwork.com. We're happy to be part of that network. Sarah, what are we talking about today? All right. So we are talking about brand foundations today. Mm. If you didn't catch our last episode, episode one, where we got to be awesome. And uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, I don't think it's something that we turn on and off, though. I think it's just there. Accurate. It's true. Um, so in episode one, we talked about a whole mess of things related to brand strategy. Um, but we were basically what giving like a 50,000 foot view of what brand really looks like. Yeah. And as we progress throughout these episodes, guys, we're going to kind of take it more narrow and give you guys some awesome tips and and things for how to refine your brand or even how to create one. So today we're talking about brand foundations. Um, you, We could really get in the woods on this, James, mm. for real. We were, I was uh, talking with, we were talking about this um, earlier this week when we were planning this episode and um, James and I see... <laughs> See brand foundations differently, but we we agree somewhat. So we're going to divide this, subdivide this episode for you guys up into like three subcategories. First category is going to be vision and mission. Second is going to be purpose and values. And third is going to be message. Yes. So with that, we will talk about vision and mission. Yes. So, you know, it's important to... um, to, to set a foundation for your brand for the same reason it's important to set a foundation for your house. I mean, if you um, try to build a house, you know, on sand or grass, whatever, it's not going to, it's not going to work out. You need a foundation. The foundation is the part that the entire rest of your house is built on and it's what supports the house and your brand is no different. Um, a lot of people tend to uh, put the cart before the horse, oh, so totally. to speak. They uh, want a it, logo first. Yes, that's the, they feel like that's step one. I need a logo. Well, you know, back it up a little bit. Uh, I mean, how can you create a logo which is supposed to represent your brand if you haven't put any thought 
into your brand yet. Absolutely. Um, so that's why we're talking about brand foundations today. Uh, hopefully um, this podcast will help you if you're listening um, to to create a foundation for your own brand that you can build upon um, as you progress your business. Because this brand is not a one and done thing. It's not something you just do real quick, get it done, and then and then move on. Uh, it's something that you're constantly working on and building on to improve. So like Sarah said, we're going to talk about um, sort of these three different parts of brand foundation. And I believe we're going to talk about vision and mission first, which is Sarah and I were talking about vision and mission earlier. And Mm. um, he thinks it's the same thing. I don't. That's not at all what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a fun podcast. So we were trying to figure out basically the structure of this episode and, um, you know, me being lazy, I didn't want to have to say a whole bunch of words. I just wanted to pick one word for each section. So I was trying to decide if we should call it vision or mission. Sarah's like, let's call it vision and mission. I was like, shut up. <laughs> That's too easy. And, and I was like, accuracy. Yes. Accuracy. So, so this is a prime example, though, between vision and mission. Because vision is usually very big picture. Mm-hmm. And mission is bottom line. And if you know James, he is a very big picture dude. It's true. <laughs> bottom line and, and boots on the ground involves uh work and that's me yes sarah loves (laughs) loves the work he pays me in caffeine i'm okay with it so what i was getting at in our discussion earlier which you all sadly missed out on um i was simply trying to determine if we were going to name this section just one either vision or mission which one would it be and i was going to name it just vision because i felt like vision was the broader of the two i feel like your brand mission is included in your vision they're not the same thing but I think that of your, I think of your vision as more of the overall sort of, uh, like Sarah said earlier, the 5,000 foot sort of, what is our vision for the company? What is our vision for the brand? And then um, your mission being more um, actionable steps. Yeah, tangible. Like, yeah. Um, so for instance, if you're coming up with a vision for your company, you really want to ask yourself, um, like, how are you helping others move forward how is this helping you progress forward excuse me because any any partnership that you form should be a mutually beneficial one right yep i mean that's how business works you you know both parties need to come out of, of the conversation feeling like they're getting what they want and what they're getting is worth what they're giving Mm -hmm. and if one party doesn't feel that way then it's not a good business transaction so yeah absolutely agree with that so we talk about vision um, and the importance of, of uh, declaring the vision for your brand um, before you get too far into other things, like we mentioned, creating a logo, even creating a name. Um, I really feel like this step should come even before you pick your name, which I understand some people just have an epiphany and they're like, they just come up with the best business name ever <coughs> right away. <Me. laughs> um yes who's lance digital media uh stop it (laughs) that's a great name but um so i get that if you if you came up with a really cool name for your business you know i'm not saying scratch it and start over Uh, but if you don't have a name you don't have a logo you literally just have sort of an idea for a business um, i highly recommend before putting a lot of effort into trying to come up with a name or a logo things like that uh figure out what your brand's vision is what is the vision for your brand for your company um you know and get you know five year five year plan ten year plan that sort of thing where do you see your brand being um a month from now five years from now ten years from now um 
you know, do you vision yourself being um, a solopreneur your whole life? Do you feel, do you see yourself hiring people in the future? Do you see yourself franchising, whatever your business is, all these sort of things. Um, and you don't have to stick to these things. Obviously you're always welcome to, to pivot and modify, but you should have some sort of vision from day one of where you sort of see your business going. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? What do you think about, about all that? <clears throat> I mean, I definitely agree with having a broad um, starting with broad strokes. So like you're saying, having that wider view of of what you're doing um, and then working your way downward. So it's kind of like, where do you see your business potentially five or 10 years from now? If you're a digital entrepreneur, um, you might want to just look two or three years out <laughs> because digital changes so much mm-hmm. um, and what the market demands is changing so much. Um, but the point is that vision is something that's cast for the future and then you kind of work your way backwards. So like when you're having, when you kind of think of it kind of like an upside down triangle, I was going to say a pyramid and <laughs> James and I were talking about MLMs a little bit ago oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I caught myself. So I laughed a little bit. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, think about it like, so that next kind of step in the funnel there is after the vision, after you cast that vision, um, write it down, make sure you have it written somewhere where you can see it and this is not new advice like this is advice that has been given for ages and that's why I laugh when James is like oh Sarah's a guru false (laughs) Sarah just knows how to read (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're not necessarily reinventing the wheel in this podcasting booth today no there's no wheels in here (laughs) true (laughs) um but when we're talking about mission like so we we have the vision established right and we move into a mission. So when I think of mission, like you said, I think of something that's that tangible thing, that tangible craft that you're offering to people. So whether it's service, product, what is it? Um, and, you know, if it helps to combine vision and mission for you, understanding that how offering this service or product impacts the lives of the people that you help. So that's what I think when I think vision and mission. And I understand what you mean by like how they're so closely related. Um, but I'm just of the mind. I'm like, well, you can't really have a mission without a vision. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's, I, I like that you said to write it down because I think that's important. Um, you should write it down and you should share it. You should share it with um, your partners. You should share it with your employees, mm-hmm. everybody involved with your company should know what the company's mission is. Um, you know, this gets harder and harder as, as your company gets larger and larger, but ideally, you know, you don't want anybody within your company to look at your company as just a job. You mm-hmm. want them to be just like your customers. You want them to be your customer. You want them to be your employee because they are, they want to be part of your mission. They want to be part of your vision. And they want to help mm-hmm. you accomplish uh, that mission. And so they can't do that if they don't know what it is and, and if they forget what it is and if you forget to tell them. And like I said, this gets harder as, as the company gets bigger. So it's, it's important to be intentional about it from day one and try to um, just establish that habit. And it's okay to change, like I said, your vision. Um, just because you write it down doesn't mean you can't, you know, write it down in pencil and, mm-hmm. and uh, get the old eraser out if you ever need to. Um, but just write it down and, and try your best to actually live this mission in your day-to-day you know, business decisions, big or small, internal or external. 
Mm-hmm. Agreed. <clears throat> so do you think in terms of vision and mission, and you guys can, like, let us know, I don't know, and is there comments on this, Alex? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll post this on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Facebook. <laughs> James is also going to post on um, Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm, Sweet. Heck, I'll, start I, a, I'll start a subreddit. I don't you guys, care. You guys don't need to see my social media. It's a hot mess. You don't. You can, uh, we'll be, we'll be posting uh, snippets of this episode on our LAS Facebook page for sure. And then also people can comment in the Patreon exclusive Facebook group as well if they yes. decide to join that. Sweet. Good point. Yes. Otherwise, if you guys start your own Facebook page, it's free game. <laughs> you guys can just comment in Patreon. You can, you can find us. <laughs> Um, but as far as vision and mission are concerned, ask your questions, okay? Um, and ask, don't be afraid to ask those important questions of yourself. Um, but also drop some questions for James or for myself. We'll be happy to try and answer them if we know the answers. If, if we don't, we're probably just going to tell you that we don't know. <laughs> it's true. Okay. So on from vision and mission, second part we need to talk about purpose and values. Mm. Okay. Why? Why are you laughing? I'm. I'm not. That's just. That was a. Mm. What? I don't know. It just. <laughs> it's a good topic. I'm excited about it. Oh. That was my. I'm excited to talk about this noise. That's the excited noise that you make. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Honey, I won the Super Bowl. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a million dollars. I mean, there's a difference between winning a million dollars and talking about your brand's purpose. <laughs> Brand purpose is better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Purpose. Okay. So, questions that I have written down for purpose. What is your motivation as the business owner for starting this business? Now, if we're getting down, if we're just being real, money is a motivator. Mm-hmm. It can't be your only motivator, but it is a motivator. I mean, we, we do like to make money, right? And usually when you go into business for yourself... You're going into business to make money. Yep. Um, what other motivations are great though? Like, I'm just going to encourage you. Whatever, when you ask yourself, "Why am I starting this business?" Start by being really real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have no James? problem. I have no problem admitting that. You know, I'm in business to make money. A, a lot of people shy away from that. They want to act like they're just they got into business for 100 percent, you know, noble reasons. Um, you know. And the other thing to think about is if you're not making money, then whatever noble reasons you had for getting into business aren't going to pan out anyways. Your business needs to be sustainable. Um, Steve Shriver talks about this on his podcast. You know, your business, however good it is and however much good you want to do for your community and for the people around you, if your business isn't sustainable, it's going to fail. And then at that point, you're not helping anyone or anything. Um, So that should sort of be, you know, even if overall your, your main goal is to help people, um, you know, your, your primary goal should still probably be, uh, to make money, to make sure that your business sustains itself and you can continue helping people with your business. Um, you know, we talked, we talked a lot about some big name brands on our last episode, but today I'd like to talk about a local brand, uh, called Ecolips, which is founded, uh, right here in Cedar Rapids, just down the street. Um, they moved to Marion, uh, not, not long ago, and they actually have grown out of that space already, and they're moving back into a larger space here in Cedar Rapids. Point is, they're doing very well, 
And I spent some time yesterday just sort of perusing their website. And as I was thinking about um, what we're going to talk about today, vision and, and mission and purpose and values and all that, and their website does a very good job of spelling all this, this stuff out. And um, you can see very easily what they are about. And, um, you know, one of their primary goals in business is to be environmentally friendly. Um, you know, the Ecolips makes uh, lip balm and they're doing very well. They make money. It's a very profitable business. Like yeah, I said, I'm it's growing. They're great, right? Mm-hmm. And not just here. They could the, use some Ecolips. <laughs> probably. <laughs> And they're not just, they're not just like popular here. Like they're doing well nationwide. And, um, but at the same time, they're also, um, they've stood out from other lip balm. I can't even like think of any other lip balm companies because who cares? It's just lip balm, (laughs) right? But they stand out in that market by a couple ways. The product itself uh, is all natural ingredients, Mm -hmm. which people really like. Um, so it's, you know, it's good for your, this is not a sponsored podcast. It's not, no, I'm but just, but Ecolips, if you want to, <laughs> right. if you want to, we're, we're here. Um, <laughs> so the, the product itself is, is all natural, which, um, speaks to a certain demographic, demographic mm-hmm. of people who really care about those sort of things. It's good for your skin because you're not putting chemicals on it. Mm-hmm. They, but they even go so far as to the packaging that it comes in the little plastic tube. Mm-hmm. It's not even plastic. Like it's made out of some biodegradable material. Like these people, when you read their website and they talk about how much they care about the environment, like they really do. They're not just saying that to pander to a, a demographic. Like Steve and his wife and co-founder, Andrea, legitimately care about the environment mm-hmm. and they do whatever they can in their business and in their personal lives to you know, be good stewards of, of the environment. And that, I think, is a big part of why they're so successful. They outline their purpose and their values, and they live out that purpose and those values every day in their business when it comes to who they hire, their training, the materials that they use, the, the ingredients that they source. Everything they do in their business is done through the lens of what is the purpose and what are their values. And so they're, I just wanted to highlight, you know, we talked about Apple and Nike and stuff before. I wanted to talk about a local business that's doing a really good job uh, in the in, with their brand. Okay. And I, I definitely agree with you. And it's not just because I do like Ecolips products. <laughs> um, but I think that was nicely put because you also included um, – values in there and how they value our relationship with the environment. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously they valued the relationship between the product and the human that they're selling it to. Yep. Um, so those are, that's a huge value discussion. Um, so when you're putting your values forward, it's, um, it's an interesting topic of conversation because there's so many ways you can put values forward to make yourself stand out. Usually it's between three or four words and usually they are very unique to you. Like maybe two of them are similar to somebody else's, but that third or fourth one is what makes it pop kind of Um, like those, those three in combination or four in combination. So when I was in Hooslands, my values were um, freedom, innovation, collaboration, and pursuit. Um, And for me, when I went and sat down with clients, um, usually three of those four categories needed to be filled in order for me to want to work with any specific client. Mm-hmm. 
those values helped predict, helped me predict my ideal client in that way. And you, you guys, branding is so complex. It's really hard sometimes to separate like brand from sales, from advertising, from marketing, because all of it blends together. It's a machine that works together, right? Yeah. But values in particular, for me, because I'm a very value-based person, when I was working with somebody, I found it very difficult if I took on a client that didn't have my same value, uh, didn't have those same values. Yeah. Um, so for your value discussion, what would you recommend for people who are kind of seeking to, huh, to one word <laughs> those values? Trying to one word your values is difficult. Um, I like, I mean, honestly, I like the three to four values mm-hmm. strategy. I, I will always tell you to keep it simple. Pretty much in every, every aspect of branding, I will always say, try to keep it as simple as possible. You see some companies with these really long mission statements and these super long lists of values. And how can you possibly expect your employees to embody all of those values how can you find expect to find customers who you know align with all of those values when you have 10 or 15 you know values on a right. list right so keep it simple um and i i would say the most important thing to consider is you know authenticity and i i think we talked about this maybe it was on the marketing friends with marketing benefits podcast we talked a little bit about the importance of authenticity you know one of the reasons going back to our, our Ecolypse example, I think one of the reasons that that works so well is because their business values are basically the same as the owner's personal values. Like they didn't just suddenly start caring about the environment and start caring about people when they realized that they were pretty good at making lip balm. Like they already cared about those things and that just carried into their business. And I think that's very important. Um, people figure out pretty quickly if you're, um, sort of faking it and you're not being authentic, if you're just virtue signaling, people pick up on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely I would say no more than four values. Um, and if you can, I mean, if you could drill it down to two or three, I would say um, that's even, that's even better. Um, if you only pick one value, it's going to be hard to stand out. Um, from anybody like you said you know a couple of your values are probably going to be shared by your competitors but you should have at least one mm-hmm. that 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 makes it sort of pop um you know i was just i was just at, at menards the other day and i saw um there's some bug spray from some company i don't remember the name of it but what i thought was interesting was this company had one bug spray that had deet in it mm-hmm. and then they had another bug spray that was like all natural ingredients and i was like you know what are your values? What are, what is that company's value? You know, they don't, they don't value my skin because they're making a deep product, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically, they're just trying to pander to both demographics, people who don't care about their skin. They just want deep because it kills the bugs quickly mm-hmm. and forget about my health. And they're also pandering to people who care about using natural ingredients and, and don't want to spread chemicals on themselves. And I just remember thinking like, that's, I mean, is that really the the strategy you want to go for trying to pander to every single person? What would that company's list of values look like? My guess is they don't even have one. (laughs) I mean, they're just like, our value is to try to sell bug spray to literally every human on the planet. Well, good, good luck with that. Um, You know, there's other, I just thought of selling bug spray to every human on the planet (laughs) and made me laugh. 
right? I mean. Prevent malaria everywhere. It's a big target market. I feel like everybody hates bugs. Like, who doesn't want bugs to not be crawling on their skin? (laughs) But, you know, like I said, that company is just out there to make money. And that's fine. I mean, they probably are making money, and and that's fine. But the, the brands that really take off and do really well are the ones who take the time to um, you know, outline those, their values and live those values out through their business, um, and attract, you know, their tribe based on those values. Agreed. So speaking of tribe, let's move on to our final little point today message. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I have always been a champion of the message and of getting people's message out there. Um, and you know, for me, I was a big champion of using social media mm-hmm. at the time. Um, don't don't That's do it why again. No, don't do it again. I called you. Mm-mm. Social media. Shh. Expert? <laughs> I'm not an expert. Yes, I think that's are. so facetious. Um, forgot words that Idiot. I'm supposed to say now. You like you like social media for messaging. I do. Um. However, the message is supposed to come first, okay? So I think one of the most discouraging things about working with a crowd that I worked with at at different points, not everybody at the same time, but at different points, is that um, a lot of times people didn't feel like they had anything to add or anything that truly that they could say that hadn't been said before. And what I would say to that is um, your, whatever you're saying probably has been said before, but the way you say it is what resonates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finding out who is your audience, who's looking, you know, for influencers, it's a little tough because sometimes I think lifestyle, lifestyle influencers are just sharing their life with people because, you know, they're under the impression that everybody is waiting with bated breath to to find out what they're doing next. And so I'm like going to write a book sometime about called the fall of the influencer. (laughs) I will will read that. Uh, uh, And it's so ironic because when we walked in here today, both Alex and Logan were like, but you are, you're going to, and I'm like, what am I influencing a party of two? Hey, perfect. Hey, my mom's listening. Thanks Um, mom. No, she's not. She's not listening. No, Carol's not listening. (laughs) But she would. if I asked her to. She would. My mom wouldn't. She'd be like, no, stop talking. She would because I'm on it. <laughs> My mom doesn't care that much. <laughs> she, has, she has more than just me as a child. Okay. So the questions I would ask yourself in terms of message, though, is what do you stand for that makes you stand out? How would you talk to your tribe about what you stand for in a way that stands out to them. So I always use an example here of like, you may speak French, right? But your audience is German. So you're not going to speak French to German people. They won't understand you. Right. But you would learn to speak the language of the people who are receiving your message. Perception's reality. So it doesn't matter <laughs> how much you understand what you say if nobody else understands it, because then the, your message just stays inside your head and people usually think you're crazy if it's coming out of your mouth and it doesn't make any sense. Yep. And you start talking to yourself and you really look crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it sounds like an oversimplification, but 
I mean, it's true. There's a lot of brands out there that are speaking French to German people, mm-hmm. metaphorically. Metaphorically. Um, no offense to anybody who's <laughs> French or German. Right. I'm part French and also part German. <laughs> wow. Uh, the European here is like Heinz 57. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm German and maybe Irish. I don't even know. I think I'm German, French, Irish, Scotch. I'm telling you. Goodness gracious. The Germans were every place. What aren't you? Um, I am not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. So basically, you can speak any language to Sarah, and she'll resonate with it. False. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's very. You know, um, I think we talked about this last on our last episode when Apple changed their their strategy from you know a six page document of of information to the phrase "think different." I think Steve Jobs had the epiphany that you just mentioned. He he realized that he was speaking French and his his target demographic was German and they just weren't they weren't getting it. They weren't mm-hmm. vibing with it. And um when he when he changed that, it you know, it com- obviously completely changed the company. They went from almost failing to one of the most profitable companies ever. So mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're if your target demographic are creative people, then you probably don't want to inundate them with lists of features. If your target demographic is nerds, Mm-hmm. you probably will do well by throwing a bunch of features at them because that's probably <laughs> what they're looking for. There are people who go to the store looking for a computer that looks nice. Mm-hmm. And there are people who go to the store with the list of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are people who go to the store who need a computer with a certain processor and a certain amount of memory and blah, 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 blah. All this stuff that, that I'm not familiar I don't care with about. The bra, bra, bra. Yeah. Right. So, um, and that all comes across with your with your messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you, I, I'd like to think of marketing as being you know the act of of spreading your message. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have, you know, if you don't have a story to tell, then what are you, you know, what are you what are you talking about? You're just noise. If you don't have, you know, a, a brand foundation, if you haven't figured out your vision, your mission, mm-hmm. your purpose, your your values. What is your message? We have a we have a, a widget. Please buy it, because if you don't, I won't be able to afford my mortgage. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of message is that? It's true. You got to tell other people how you're going to help them afford their mortgage. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, um, yeah, and it's really interesting that you when you brought up Apple, <laughs> Steve Jobs wrote essentially a tech manual for right? for his for his messaging, right? To tell everybody how simple the computer is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, my computer is really simple. Here is how. Here's six pages. Why? <laughs> it's shorter than all of the thousand page tech manuals I've written. <laughs> but then he, that one phrase, think different. Because at the time, computers and personal computers were, for lack of better terms, nerds, geeks, people who currently people. run the world. <laughs> but it was for a certain um, demographic. And Steve Jobs's goal was the same thing as Henry Ford's, just like Henry Ford wanted a Ford in every, in every garage. Steve Jobs wanted a, is that Steve Jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Wanted a personal computer in every home. Yeah. That sounds I, like Steve Jobs. I don't know if that's Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. I'm losing track here. Some, somebody fact check me. They're all the same. <laughs> they're, they're not all the same. <laughs> I think they would resent you for that. <laughs> if Steve Jobs were alive. Right. Um, he would probably want Bill Gates's money. Um, so, so anyway, um, that is, it's so, like you said, just simplifying the message, keep everything as simple as possible. 
because when you simplify those things, the vision, mission, purpose, values, and finally your message and deliver it in a way that's compact to either A, get the person that you're trying to get, your ideal audience, to ask another question or B, set up a meeting (laughs) so you can sit down and chat and see if that person is your ideal client, that kind of thing. Um, But first comes your foundation. Yeah. Sorry. I know the answer. What's that? Bill Gates did say it. Okay. He said a computer on every desk and in every home running Microsoft software. Oh, of course. Oh. That's the quote. Well, if it didn't crash. That sounds more like a nightmare than a dream to me. (laughs) Sounds terrible. Sounds like a terrible nightmare. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. Oh. No, don't keep interrupting. That was awful. I cried. (laughs) I cried a little bit. He said, he said, Microsoft what? Windows? Uh, a computer on every desk, in every home, running Microsoft software. Ah! Mm. Yep. We're not, we're not getting sponsored by Microsoft. We're not we? getting sponsored by I Microsoft. I think you just lost it, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Apple, though. Damn. We're open. Yes. <laughs> we're Bring open it. to sponsorships. So, I think we covered everything, <laughs> James. Brand foundation, it can go... As deep as a residential home, it can go as deep as you need to build a skyscraper. You just put what you want to get out of your brand, put that effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. Brand, branding, like you said, can be very um, complex. I mean, there's a lot of books that you can read. Um, There's a lot of really great thinkers out there that have a lot of great insight um, on branding and, and brand strategies. Um, but it also doesn't have to be super complex. You just need to be working on your brand all the time. You don't have to be an expert in it. You don't have to read all the books, but never stop thinking about your brand. Never stop thinking about how people perceive you and your product and your company. Um, and, and if you need to hire someone, hire someone. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford to hire someone, don't hire someone. But <laughs> You should be working on your brand Google regardless. It. Google it. You um, know, second to Google, YouTube mm-hmm. is the search engine that most people go to. Yes. Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I like comedy with my education. YouTube YouTube is actually full of great content. If you are full of BS. <laughs> full of BS. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> um I mean, you know, YouTube is just blown up in, in every industry, but particularly in the sales, marketing, and branding, um, there's a lot of uh, good information out there. Um, and, you know, it, I, I feel like a broken record, but I'm probably going to say this in every episode. You know, whatever you do, work on your branding. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Every mm-hmm. day, just think, even if you just spend five minutes thinking about it, thinking about the things you did yesterday and asking yourself, did I do anything yesterday that was off-brand? Do I have any little tiny fires I need to put out? Um, if you just do that much, I really feel like it's going to make a difference in your business, um, especially if you take Sarah's advice and write some of this stuff down. Um, you know, be cheesy. Put it. Put your values on a on a plaque and put it up in the office so your employees can see it when they're walking mm-hmm. down the street. You know, put it in your emails. Um, just just put it out there so so that. Everybody, your employees, your customers, your potential customers, your competitors, everybody knows who you are and what you're about. And the people who like what they see, they're going to buy from you. And the people who don't, that's okay. You're not, you can't sell to every single person in the world. As much as we'd like to sell 
bug spray to every human on the, on the planet. You know, it's just not feasible. <laughs> no deet. No deet. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today on A Load of BS. This, I'm Sarah. This is Sarah. I'm Sarah. And I'm James. And we appreciate you joining us today at LAS Studios. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> See ya.